0: friends how are we doing on this glorious afternoon um this is gina glazemitski welcome back to the everything cracks podcast i am flying solo yet again my co-pilot kate is on maternity leave she is at home enjoying her beautiful new family and i'm hoping that she stays there for a little while because this woman needs to relax. She needs to just stay home, enjoy her new baby, take some time off, not worry about us over here in
1: Crackville. Okay? Okay? You hear that? You stay home, okay? All right. We love you. Um,
0: thank you, everyone, for all of the support I received on last week's episode. It was truly it, the word is touching. I, I got so many people reaching out to me about what I talked about last week. And if you haven't listened to that episode, it was about my experience giving birth to my youngest daughter and what I went through with that. It was a very difficult birthing experience. Lot going on. I, I'm not going to rehash the whole thing. I'm. We're going to very very quickly move on from this. If you. Are someone who has experienced birth trauma or know someone who has, I-, I encourage you to give it a listen. It's, it just, it, it's something that I don't think enough people talk about. I know that everyone says that with every fucking issue. Oh, I don't think people talk about this stuff. No, I mean, I think that they talk about it, but, um, it's just not a lovely thing. You know, it's not a lovely thing to talk about birth being difficult or really Anything surrounding either the conception of a child or, you know, the first couple years or months or whatever of your kid's life being things just these things being really, really difficult. Everyone loves to frame the motherhood, the parenting experience, the birth experience as this wonderful, magical, fucking mystical bullshit. And it's not always like that. Sometimes it is for sure. And there is a reason we all decided to procreate. There's a reason we keep doing it, and it's because so much of it is wonderful and magical and amazing, but there are also parts of it that are very, very dark, and last week's episode covered a lot of that, but thank you for everybody who reached out. I really, really appreciate it. Moving right along. Uh, This week, we took a deep dive down a dark, scary TikTok hole, and that
1: hole (laughs) is called Jizzy jewelry. Has anybody ever heard of jizzy jewelry? Yes. Like that type of jizz. Like the kind that comes out of your husband's penis. People make jewelry out of semen.
0: I'm just going to let that sit for a second. Marinate on it. Just ponder all of the implications here. I stumbled across this woman who is a maker of said jewelry and it was immediately just triggered. I, I I thought I heard her wrong. I thought this was, I was some kind of a joke. I didn't really think that it was actually something that people were into, but apparently it is. This is what happens. Um,
1: You somehow, acquire a sample of your husband's DNA, his baby batter, that Pen 1-5 juice, you put it in a container
0: of some sort and you ship it off to one of these jewelry makers who then
1: dehydrates the sample, makes it into a powder and mixes it with clay. The clay can then be dyed, it can be um,
0: shaped however you want, but it is made into jewelry
1: for you to wear. (sighs) This is so deeply
0: disturbing and disappointing on so many
1: levels. Why in the actual fuck? are we doing this? There are some things, okay, that should not
0: see the light of day. This is one of them. Your husband's semen does not belong in a locket. It does not belong in some teardrop earrings. It does not belong as an anklet or as a signet ring. No, no, no. It belongs in the condom, in the trash, in a crusty tube sock, in one of your nice embroidered monogrammed
1: bath towels. Because that's what they like to do. They jerk off, they fuck up your towels. It does not belong in any kind of wearable situation. I have some questions. How did we come up with this? Who was the first person to be like, you know what? Huh. This semen that's all over my face right now, I want to wear this forever. Let's make jewelry. How did you go from me to be? Like, what was the thought
0: process? You finished the act. Things have concluded.
1: And you're like, I want to do this forever. But how? You're like, you know what? I bet. I bet. I bet other people want to do this too. So you scraped it all off. You threw it on a cookie sheet. You put it in your oven to dehydrate. Like beef jerky. You blended it up. And you made some jewelry out of it. You're a sick bitch. I want you to know that. Look, I don't like
0: to kink shame people. We've done you know other episodes on things like foot fetishes. Not my thing, but I can under I can I can understand the logic behind that. People are into weird shit. It's great. Good for you. Let that freak flag fly, baby. But if I come up to you and I'm like Oh, my God, Jacqueline, I love your earrings. And you tell me that there's fucking semen inside of them? I, I, I'm gonna, I am going to call the FBI. I am going to call the Department of Homeland Security because you
1: should not be out here walking around amongst the normal people. Why are you wearing semen? This is
0: how I know we're not ready for the next level of human evolution. This is how I, this is, this is why the aliens have not made themselves known to us. They pull up in their spaceship. They're looking around, looking down at the earth. Oh, okay. You know, they're a little fucked up in some areas. They're a little, they're a ragtag bunch of dreamers. But we can work with this. And then they get to Williamsburg or somewhere in the backwoods of Ohio where some bitch is cooking up some semen jewelry, some jizzy jewelry in her kitchen. And the aliens are like, no, no, this ain't it. They cruise right over the meth lab. They cruise cruise right over the nuclear testing sites. And they're like, you know what? We'll let it rock.
1: It's not ideal, but we'll let it rock. And they get to the bitch, stirring up some semen, putting it into wearable shit. And they're like, this is
0: ghetto. This is why. We could fix all of your problems, people. I want you to know that. We could come down there, renewable energy up the ass. We've, we've had this technology for millions of years. We would love to share it with you. But you know what you would do with it? Find a way to fuck it up and make more semen jewelry. We can't share the secrets of the universe with you while you're doing this shit. Y'all, we got to get it together. We have to do better. This is not
1: okay. Not okay. It must end. It must end. I don't know. Like, like, how did we get here? Like, truly, how did we get here? I can
0: kind of reverse engineer a lot of situations, no matter how fucked up. And you know, we can see see the baby steps, see the, the the pattern of the missteps that it took to get to this place of fucked upness. I can't figure this one out. Is it that this is like some kind of ancient practice that we're now, you know, all the hipsters of the world are like, oh, we got to start doing this shit again. The Aztecs had it right. Listen, baby girl, the Aztecs had a lot of shit right. They really did. They're my second favorite. No, they're like my third favorite civilization. It's the Incas and then the Persians and then... Probably the Mexica, which is the Aztecs. Anyway. They're like, oh. You know what the Aztecs used to do? I learned about this in my basket weaving class. The Aztecs used to stand in a big circle. All the dudes would stand in a big circle. And they would all jerk off into a pile of dirt. And then they would mix that dirt together with their their semen. And then... They would make bricks out of it, and you know what they did with those bricks? They built those fucking pyramids as tributes to their gods, and it was the best brick-laying material—no pun intended—ever. And that's why that shit still stands today. Like, am I offending an like an entire culture right now? Like, is this something that's done? you know, cult, like in, in a remote part of the world and it's part of their ancient
1: tradition, semen-infused things? I, I really hope not because if it is, look, y'all do you. Y'all do you. But for me, I'm good. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. Keep that shit to
0: yourselves. Okay. Oh. You know what the funniest part of this is? After I had discovered it on TikTok, I've been aware of this for a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to bury this deep down inside and pretend it doesn't exist because that would make me feel better about the entire situation. I then had
1: other friends of mine discover this uh this technique.
0: Uh, Is it a technique? I don't know. And they would send me things on the subject. Like, oh, are you into this? What do you think about this? And I'm like, bitch, I am offended. I'm offended. I'm into some weird, freaky shit. Like, go for it. I'm good. Like, all of it. Right. I draw the line at making my husband's come into. A wearable piece of jewelry. No, no thanks. I'm good. I'm all set. It doesn't need to be a thing. If it is some kind of cultural, weird thing that we're trying to appropriate and make into like this new hipster whatever, we don't need to do this. Pick something else. Is there some kind of bespoke lemonade making? Is there some kind of uh, obscure bonsai thing that you could be stealing from another culture do that don't do it but do that if it means you not taking semen and putting it like, you could make serving ware do you know what i mean there's a lot of implications here that i don't think people are fully ready for like you don't know you could go to some weird bitch's house and they're serving you know a lovely a lovely meal on dishes that look suspiciously handmade oh Jacqueline these are 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 these are these like custom dishes no one has custom dishes but are these like you know this is like a local local potter that makes these dishes yeah no it is actually um you know it's weird she made them in collaboration with my husband (laughs) yes oh I didn't know your husband spun pottery that's that's really cool that's a that's an interesting hobby I mean, he didn't really spin the pottery. He's not really like that into it, you know. He's not like into like the actual fabrication of the things. But what he does do is jerk off into a cup. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, I'm 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 lost. What What does that have to do with the plates that I'm eating my food off of? Oh, you don't know? Okay, so it's so funny. It's like this new thing everyone's doing it. Um, you take semen. And you dehydrate it, you grind it up, and then
1: you mix it with clay and you make shit out of it. And that's 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 what I'm eating off of right now. There's this is a, like a semen laced plate. You can eat at everybody's house.
0: Oh, you can't eat at everybody's house. I swear to God, if this ever happened to me, I would take that plate. I would break it over her face. I would immediately choose violence. Like immediately. I don't, I I feel like there's a lot that could be going on here. Jewelry
1: is like the gateway drug. You know, it's the gateway to the whole seminal syndicate not good this isn't going good places i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna say you you heard it here first folks first is jewelry and then it's gonna be like decorative vases and shit and then people are gonna be eating off of the things they're gonna be serving food to people they're gonna make cups out of it you'll be drinking water out of semen lace glasses okay Let's all just quit while we're ahead. I know it was fun for a minute and we made like some really cool, you know, dyed unicorn jewelry out of it and whatever. Lovely keepsake. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. It's weird as fuck. But it ends now. Do we hear? Do do you hear me? It ends now. (sighs) God. Moving on. TikTok is a dark and scary place um so many fun things to be found on TikTok but also immediately following the uh the jizzy jewelry was what can only be described as like an adopt a prisoner pen pal advertisement it was very weird So, obviously, like, you know, you do some fucked up shit, you go to jail, you go to state, like, a state penitentiary, you do some, like, really fucked up shit.
1: You can request letters, you know, like, to have a pen pal.
0: You can find, like, anybody can do it. You can go to, like, the state directory of all incarcerated persons and find their, you know, where they are all of their information, and you can exchange letters with them. You can send them things, I guess. I don't send them like knives or cell phones. I'm pretty sure that's legal. But what took me back about this whole thing that I saw was that this man who was full Orange is the New Black jumpsuit behind bars in prison on tiktok requesting that whoever saw this little film that he made little movie film send him letters i just want my name is chris i'm in the idaho department of corrections i just want someone to talk to um but also send me a full-length picture of yourself your measurements your height your weight social security number um pictures of your tits and also if you could put like two to three hundred dollars on my commissary i would be forever grateful thank you i love you oh my god we're soulmates like this man was literally requesting like a body shot i want to know where you're from what you do like requesting personal information bro you're in prison you're in prison Beggars can't be choosers. I'm really sorry. I know that's not lovely to say, but goddamn, like, why are you, you're in here for the next seven to 10, but you're worried about what your pen pal looks like? Like... It kind of sounds like you're looking for someone to cultivate a relationship with who is maybe a little bit lonely and is also looking for someone to talk to. Like, great, fill each other's buckets, emotional buckets. But maybe you're looking to take advantage of this person and have them send you money and then also pick your ass up When it's time for you to disembark from your prison journey and immediately drive you to the bone zone. Do you know what I mean? I feel This feels a little disingenuous. I'm sure some people are in it for the right reasons, but I don't think it was Chris from the Department of... The Idaho Department of Corrections. I just... I don't. I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get the vibe that he was in it for, you know, just genuine companionship. I think he was looking for, you know, someone who... Someone who had maybe sent him, you know, slip him a shank in the shower. Or like, you know, like you, you get a book or something. You send someone in prison a book and then like book in prison. <laughs> and you like you tear out a page or like you cut like a hole in the pages and you like stick a shank in there. You know what I mean? He was looking for like that kind of thing. Or maybe he was going to ask you to like keister in some drugs. For everyone, anyone who doesn't know what keistering is, it's when you shove things up your butthole and you take them into prison. So, like, the guards don't find it on a pat-down. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. If if you're interested, anybody who wants to um, perform a public service, you can write to a prisoner in jail. And I don't know what they've done. I don't know that that information is disclosed, but, like, I know... I know that, like, I've watched one too many uh, true crime documentaries. I know that a lot of, like, serial killers back in the day, your Richard Ramirez, your BTK, Charles Manson, they would get all kinds of letters in jail. And, like, that's someone I would write to. Obviously, these people are fucking monsters, deserve to rot in jail, die in jail, like, all of the bad things to them, right? Like, they're absolute irredeemable. But that don't mean I don't want to talk to him. Like, bit, like, what happened to you? Walk me through it. Let's go all the way back to when you were emerging from a uterus. Let's talk about your mom. Okay, I want to know. I want to know all the things. I want to know all the things. What was she like? What was your dad like? And all, of course, all of these these really fucked up individuals have like these insane villain creation stories like their parents were super abusive they were you know a lot of them themselves were abused as children and you know they were vagrants and migrants and had no roots and no stable background and all of these things and that's horrible um but if i'm gonna write to a prisoner in jail like find me big daddy you know what i mean like the guy who killed his parents because he like they he lost in a game of scrabble like i don't know cold and flu season is upon us and by upon us i mean we are balls deep it is the beginning of november and holy shit i don't know a single man woman or child who has not either had covid flu RSV, or all of the above in the last 30 days i swear to god Everybody and their mother has some type of respiratory issue. Stomach bugs, all of it. Everything is going around. This is like the worst back to school in living memory.
1: Like the worst back to school season, cold and flu season in living memory. I get on facebook right just to have a little peruse just to see just to
0: check in facebook's not like my go to app but i go on i'm part of like a few moms
1: groups anybody can anybody tell me why you see all of these women up in all of these facebook moms groups
0: Hey mamas, so um, little Johnny has a fever of 113, he's covered head to toe in like this really oozy rash, hasn't eaten or drank anything in like three days, so I'm just wondering is this normal?
1: No bitch, it's not normal. Take your kid to
0: the fucking doctor. Why do, why do some women do this? This has mystified me for a long time. Like, why are you looking for medical advice from completely and totally unqualified, unfamiliar strangers on the Internet? Like, you're you're, um, an inside sales rep that lives in Kentucky. Why are you talking to Sophia the barista who lives in North Carolina Asking her about what she thinks about your kid's fucking rash, call your pediatrician go to urgent care, go to the emergency room. Why is it this is like a phenomenon with parents in general, mostly moms. I don't see a lot of dads up in these up in these groups. you know what I mean. Why, as women, do we go to the internet for any and all problems relating to our kids? Whether it's like a medical issue, it's like, oh, little Johnny has a 700-degree fever and is also bleeding out of his eyeballs. Anybody else experience this?
1: Why do we do that? And then sit there. Like, why, why do we do that instead of hey, I've identified
0: that there's a problem with my child. It doesn't feel right to me. I have two options here. I can either call my doctor or I can go to Facebook and talk to the moms. Do you know what I mean? It's like this weird phenomenon. Why would you, like who needs a medical degree when you have 5,000 strangers that you don't know on the internet who can give you all kinds of advice who know nothing about your kid? And everyone has something different to say. Everybody. No one feels good after these conversations, right? Like everyone goes into it with the best of intentions. Oh, maybe someone out there will like give me this magic bullet that will fix all of my kids' problems. You know, Maybe someone out there has been through the same thing and it's like, oh, you just need to like take some Robitussin and spray your kid with Windex. That's not how it works. No one feels good. Everyone's got something different to say. Everyone's like, oh. Um, that happened to my kid after he ate a banana. And now, um, I, you know, I just think it's really irresponsible how everybody doesn't use their platform to uh, raise awareness about the dangers of bananas and what they did to my child. And then you have other people who are like, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're it sounds like your kid just like got bit by a, a deer tick. I, like there's no one feels good after these conversations. And the comments are so venomous they get so just like really oh the people are fighting and then there's like name calling and there's this it just gets so bad stop looking to your facebook mom's group for medical advice or advice of honestly any kind i don't i don't know why anybody asks the internet and perfect strangers for advice on fucking anything in their life they don't know you they don't know your family they don't know your situation my favorite is like when you get to a mom's group and the topic of the day isn't some kind of medical ailment it's like a custody issue like okay so guys update on the story Randy and Jandana have taken my kid to Oklahoma and now they're saying that they're never going to give her back and like can you believe it and then they they started talking to my son on the internet and it's like you know they're going to take both of them. I'm it's like what why you call a lawyer like what the what the fuck are you talking just the level of lack of boundaries that people have and they start posting, like, the screenshots and the restraining orders and the, the court documents and the lack of child support and all of these things.
1: Stop doing this. Please. It's, it's difficult to watch. It's both wildly entertaining and
0: deeply depressing. Okay just just you know, just take a break, um maybe see a therapist, maybe call a professional like an attorney, <clears throat> or someone who is at least familiar with the situation. Maybe you just like text your best friend.
1: I'm not saying that these conversations shouldn't exist, I'm saying that they should not exist on the internet in a closed group
0: with five thousand strangers, okay don't know why this is the thing i don't know why we have to keep saying it you're not being genuine and vulnerable and i just don't i just i want to share this with you guys it's no this is just a lack of boundaries it's not vulnerability babe it's a lack of boundaries and we need to cut that shit out stop doing it everybody collectively stop doing it keep your personal shit off the internet. Just do it. Keep your personal shit off the internet. It's not that hard.
1: Man. We are in the midst of
0: fall. And Halloween was a couple days ago and I don't know, there's something in the air this time of this time of the year. I can feel my seasonal depression just creeping on in. Goodbye, mental health. You were fun for a while. But the end of this week, the sun is going to start setting at 3 p.m. And we're not going to see that shit again until fucking March. So buckle up, everybody. These episodes are probably going to get pretty dark. But until then, I am going to... One of the ways that I cope with this impending doom almost is by throwing myself into the holidays. We just had... Halloween a few days ago, which was so fun. My neighborhood is amazing on Halloween. Everybody goes just tits out, crazy, like handing out nips to the parents, king size candy bars to the kids. It was so fun. Everyone gets in costume. It's just, it's the best. Next holiday up is Thanksgiving, aka my fucking Super Bowl. I love food. I live for it. It is truly one of my greatest passions in life. I love food. Love it, love it, love it. I host Thanksgiving in my family. I cook for four days and then I black the fuck out on Thanksgiving. Last year, I was like falling asleep at the table. I was like nodding off. I was high and drunk. I was twerking in front of my father-in-law. We were deep frying a turkey. It was a whole thing. Okay, I was, like, literally passing out as I was trying to pass the mashed potatoes. Thanksgiving is about the sides. I don't know why we all decided that giant chickens were the move on Thanksgiving as, like, the main attraction. I think we can start fucking with other meats, to be honest with you. I mean, the turkey's a little played out. Not my favorite I'm not going to get into a turkey recipe. Everyone's got their own. I brine mine. I just deep fry it, as like I said. But Thanksgiving is really about the sides. The sides are the, sh- are the, are the main attraction in my, in my house. The king of all sides, in my opinion, is the mashed potatoes. So this recipe of the week is going to be mashed fucking potatoes. You're going to get yourself five pounds of russet potatoes,
1: peel them, keep them whole. Two sticks of butter, two sticks of butter, between four
0: and six ounces of block cream cheese. So that's like a half to three quarters
1: of a block of cream cheese. One to one and a half cups of heavy cream. Salt and pepper to taste. And then
0: whatever else you want to mix in. Roasted garlic is delicious. Maybe some Parmesan cheese is lovely. Whatever. What you're going to do is you're going to peel your potatoes. You're going to boil them whole. I boil them whole because in my crazy ass mind, it means they absorb less liquid, leading to a fluffier potato. You're going to boil them. Until they're done, done, done. Like stick a fork in them. goes through super easy. Maybe they even break apart a little bit. Drain off all the water. Return the pot back to the burner on low. And you're going to just start to stir. Just stir the potatoes around. No water in the pot. Nothing. What you're doing is evaporating as much of that excess liquid as you can. Obviously, you're not trying to burn the potatoes. You're not trying to cook them anymore. You don't want any color on them. You're just trying to evaporate a lot of that water. You're then going to start adding the butter. Block by block, chop it up, add in little pieces so it melts evenly. Don't just be adding whole sticks in there. It takes forever to melt. Not the move. Once the butter is incorporated and fully melted, you're going to add in your cream cheese. Get in between four and six ounces, chop it up again, add it in, let it melt. Once everything is melted pretty consistently, pretty evenly, You're going to then just start going in there with a masher or like a fork and just start getting lumps out, right? Like things are probably pretty well broken up by now. I don't like my mashed potatoes super, super smooth. I like a little bit of texture, but do you, boo? If you want to get in there and get every fucking lump out, go for it. I leave a little bit of texture, but things are pretty well mashed. After you get to the desired consistency, you're going to start adding your cream stirring all the while those potatoes are going to drink it up it will absorb it all and you will have the fluffiest most delicious mashed potatoes ever of all time add your salt add your pepper your seasonings of choice if you want to get real fancy with it transfer the potatoes to a baking dish maybe do a little swoop de whoop on top make some ridges some little bits to get nice and crispy and crunchy Slather on some more butter or a little bit more parm or whatever and put that shit in the oven for a little bit just to, like, get a nice golden brown delicious top. They're the best mashed potatoes you'll ever have. Serve them along your Thanksgiving spread. Next week, we'll do another recipe for Thanksgiving. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been, again, and continues to be such a fun experience truly amazing we're having the best best time getting into the holidays give the gift of the everything cracks podcast to your friends and family share it share it with your friends share with your loved ones leave us five stars subscribe like all the things
1: love you guys adios motherfuckers